Hello everyone, this is Catherine, founder of Elevate 30. Elevate 30 is a coaching and consulting program looking to help women elevate within their careers. And I am excited to kick off my first episode of the podcast, Journey to Elevate. Woohoo! I am so excited that you all are here with me today, listening, whether you're listening in your bedroom at home or listening in your office or while you're cruising down the street in your car, wherever you are listening, thank you so much. I definitely appreciate you. Just want to shout out all the listeners out there. Thank you. So today's episode, I am going to be talking about professional values, right? So what does that mean? What are professional values? How do I know if I have professional values? If I don't, how can I create them? I'm going to talk about all of that and more. So just to kick things off, in terms of professional values, why are these important, right? Professional values are essentially important because that's like the foundation of like who you are as an employee or who you are as a professional, right? So that's why you want to develop those professional values. Some examples of professional values can be um, authenticity, it can be collaboration, teamwork, innovation, creativity, humor, joy, you name it. I've heard so many different variations of professional values that none of them when I hear them sound wacky or anything like that. So I would If you are having any trouble when it comes to uh, defining what your professional values are, I would encourage you to just Google it. Google professional values um, and how to get started. But when you are brainstorming on professional values, don't try to be somebody that you're not, right? For example, one of my professional values is authenticity. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show up in the workplace or even in my personal life, right? trying to be somebody that I'm not. I'm going to always show up as my most authentic self. And when I work with my clients um, or when I used to work with my former students, I always showed up as my most authentic self because that made me feel comfortable and that helped make other feel other people feel comfortable and it made them feel like they can they too can be themselves. So that's why I personally value Um, authenticity is not just solely for me. It's also about who I'm working with, my colleagues, my clients, external partners, you name it. That's why like that professional value is important to me, right? So take some time out, journal if you need to, jot it down and just write down a list of professional values. I always encourage people, if you can, to narrow it down to, to be anywhere from three to five values. I think anything more than that, it can just kind of sound like a whole bunch of run-on sentences, right? So keep it down to three to five if you can. And so in thinking about professional values, the way that it actually came to my mind wasn't that long ago. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, But it came to my mind when I was once upon a time on a uh, hiring committee, we were hiring a new um, a new person to come in to work with our team. And one of the interview questions, forgive me, I might get it wrong, but the interview question was something along the lines of like, can you tell me more about your leadership style or can you tell me about the things that you value as a leader in the workplace? It was some, it was some type of question like that. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but you get the point. <laughs> 
And one of the applicants, one of the candidates, I should say, um, when she mentioned her, when she responded with her answer, I was just like in awe. She was so clear and concise and so confident in her answer that I was like, homegirl is killing it. Like whether she was lying about it or not, I believed her. (laughs) And I don't think she was lying about it because she was very confident in her answer. And you can tell that she took a lot of time to really think this through. And I can tell by her examples that she listed within each of her values that she really was about that life, right? Like she just wasn't all for show. She wasn't just trying to impress us. She was really allowing her professional values to help be the be in the driving seat as she made decisions for the team, as she made, you know, just really critical um, moments within her entire career journey. And so I was really impressed by that. I really was. And so as I was listening to her respond, I began to think to myself of like, Catherine, what are your professional values? Um, And I thought at the moment that I had, you know, some in mind and I did, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I completely had like a blank mind when it came to my values. I had some values, but I, I never felt like super duper confident within them. Right. And so as she was speaking, I was just like, let me take some time to act like after this interview is over and really journal and think more deeply about this topic, about values. And so when I went home, I began to just write, like just do free writing. And I wrote down a list of my own professional values. And that's when I really became more confident and more strong in my conviction of like, what are my three to five professional values? And so that has helped me along the journey within my career, right? So I always think back to that moment of hearing that woman um, speak so confidently about her professional values and, and it helped me turn inward and become more clear about who I am as a professional and what do I value. So I encourage you, if you're listening out there, I encourage you to do the same. <laughs> Hopefully this resonates with someone out there whether you have like started to think about professional values or if you've never thought about it, or if you are like that woman, you are super duper confident about your values. Wherever you are, kudos to you. Um, <laughs> but one thing that I definitely want to highlight, because I, I hear this from some of my clients in terms of like values, because I have this embedded within the coaching curriculum values comes up a lot. And so for me, another example of like how values can show up when you're trying to make decisions within the job interview process, because believe it or not, it comes up, right? So for an example, when I was um, job searching and applying for jobs, um, I had originally wanted to um, return back to my home state of North Carolina And I was like, just really wanting to just go back to to North Carolina and just like really begin to develop like a strong foundation in my home state of North Carolina. Because I had been away. I lived in Texas, Massachusetts um, and California. And so I was like, girl, it is time to go back home, (laughs) you know, and just kind of really settle um, in, in North Carolina. And so that was like that was in the back of my mind. But as I was applying for jobs in North Carolina, Um, During the pandemic, I was encountering, of course, 
um, hiring freezes as people were getting furloughed and laid off. And people were just kind of at a standstill of like if they are hiring people or not. And so the job search was already tricky enough. And then the pandemic came along and just added even more confusion and more chaos to the process. And so it just made it even more stressful and overwhelming, overwhelming and exhausting. But I kept into it. I was like, girl, keep your head up and keep going. And so I did. Um, nonetheless, I began applying for jobs out of state, even though I knew I wanted to stay in the state of North Carolina. I was just like, I want to get the momentum going with interviewing. I got to I got to do something. I, I got to change up what I'm doing. Right. So I changed up my resume. I changed up my LinkedIn profile. I changed up my career, my uh, cover letter. I was just changing up everything. I was like, I got to develop a new strategy. In thinking that I was developing a new strategy, I was really just panicking. <laughs> like, I just really panicked. That's really what it, what it was. And so as I was panicking, I began to apply for jobs out of state, right? So jobs in Maryland, Washington, D.C., South Carolina, Texas, Massachusetts, I was applying to everywhere. Like you name the state, I was probably applying. But as I was applying, I began to hear back from so many different places in terms of saying like, hey, Catherine, we saw your application. Yes, we want to interview you for this position. And so my excitement grew and I was like, okay, let me slow down with the applications because I got a, I got a good amount of like of potential interviews. And so as I began to do the interviews, one university that I will not name, it was in um, a state that I was not familiar with, never lived there before. I don't have family there. I don't have friends there. Hell, I don't even know how to get there. <laughs> I know where it is on the map, but I'm just like, I don't know anything about this city that this job is located within, let alone the state, right? But nonetheless, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I don't have any other office lined up might as well go for it. And so I did. And so I had the first round interview and it was really fantastic. The first round interview was actually pretty long, but it was really good. Like the team, the team that I was going to be working with was a large team. Um, and I was able to meet a good amount, a good amount of the people that I'll be working with during the first round interview, which was really fantastic. It was like a combination of people that I'll be working directly with, but also like external, um, external partners that the organization had. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, I did a good job. It felt like they really liked me. It felt like things things were going on really, really well. And it did. So that led me to having a um, like I, I progressed um, along the interview process and I made it to the final round. And I was like, yes, final round. Here we go. Let me remind you, I didn't have any other job offers lined up. I did have other job interviews lined up but I didn't have any offers. So I was like, might as well continue with the process. And so I did. So the day of the final interview, it was another long day of interviews, which I do not like. I don't know why we have to have like hours long of someone asking you tons of questions, but anywho, it was still like a good interview day and I enjoyed it. And it was all virtual because this was during the pandemic. But one of the questions that one of the folks uh, asked me was centered around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the question was just kind of like 
trying to pick my brain of like how much I was aware in terms of diversity, in terms of working with different clients and things such as that, right? And I answered the question and I felt I felt good and confident with my answer. And then at the at the conclusion of the interview, um, they finished their their questions for me and they asked the question that we all love <laughs> and maybe some of you all don't like, I'm not sure. Um, do you have any questions for us? And I said, yes. And so I began to, to ask them some of my questions. And all the time when I, when I ask any employer questions, I always try to make sure I ask questions, like a variety of different types of questions, right? I try to ask questions around like, workplace culture and like what does the work the work environment actually look like and how do you all work together can you tell me more about like collaboration and leadership and decision making and all of these types of things diversity equity inclusion like I try to like embed those questions with the um within the within the actual interview to just kind of like see where they are because keep in mind like people always say just as much as they are interviewing you you are also interviewing them. And I always keep that in mind. And so as I began asking questions, um, people were giving me really good responses. And I was like, this is cool. This is going really well. But one of the questions I asked was, can you, can, I, I think I asked the question around like, can you all tell me a time when you took initiative or the ways in which you as individuals learn more about working with people who come from underrepresented backgrounds. Because the clients that we were working with, some of them come from underrepresented backgrounds, right? And so I just wanted to just see where their head was at in terms of like, you know, um, working with people from different backgrounds that may differ from theirs. And when I asked the question, I heard silence. Nobody said anything. And this was in a room full of maybe like, I want to say like four to five people. And nobody said anything. They all just kind of like looked at me and I was just like looking back at them. It was so awkward. (laughs) It was so cringy. But somebody eventually said something. They filled in the blank. But their answer wasn't really answering my question. Right. And then I became uncomfortable. Because me as a black woman, right, who grew up um, in a single parent household, low income, I identify as a woman, I identify as a black woman, right? I was just like, what? Like, if you all are asking me questions in the interview centered around diversity, equity, inclusion, and I'm answering, right? And and I have a certain level of awareness of that. You should too, right? Not quite, you know? And I think that's where they didn't really do their own homework. And I felt very uncomfortable and I felt very unsafe actually, because since nobody could answer that question for themselves, Right. Like what work have you been doing to support underrepresented folks? Right. What initiatives, research, have you read a book about it? Have you watched a movie? Like something. Listen to a podcast about it. Like, but nothing. I was so taken aback, but I was not surprised. You know what I mean? It was like one of those moments where it's like, oh, man, I'm not surprised, but I, but I'm still frustrated because like in the back of my mind, I was like, this was a good job lead. But I was just like, I can't move forward with this. 
I just can't move forward with this. And so I didn't. Um, I, I received an offer for the job, but I turned it down. And in my mind, I was like, there is no amount of money um, or, or the prestige of that position, you know, that could get me to, to say yes to that offer. Because what I knew in the back of my mind was this, none of them were truly saying yes to the full part, like to, to all of me. Nobody was saying yes to me, right? As a person of color, as a person coming from a low income background, right? What? As a woman, like I am that underrepresented person that they, that that company works with. And, and so I was just like, it just, it just let me know in various ways, obviously, that that wasn't going to be a safe workplace for me to exist in my most authentic state of being. And so I had to say no. Hell, I said no with the quickness because I was just like so like scared, you know, and it, and, and, it, and it was just so freaking messed up. I was like, you know what? Back to the drawing table. And so I took it with my held my head held high because I was just like at the end of the day, like my mom would always say to me, if it if it isn't this, it's going to be something better. Just wait and see. And so I kept that statement in the back of my mind. I went back to the drawing table and I continued with the dreaded job search. And boy, was I pissed, right? I was pissed because I was like, here we go again. I got to continue to do these job interviews. I got to continue to be, you know, maintaining my energy and my stamina during the interview process and just keep moving forward and just hoping and praying and wishing for a job during a pandemic, (laughs) you know, but nonetheless, I found a job. Long story short, I found a job, but that was tough. It was tough to kind of stay within it and and with all of that disappointment, with all of the things, you know, on the news and media and stuff about Black Lives Matter, police brutality. And I'm just like, so y'all are still choosing to be unaware and you're still like, it was just so I was just like, yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. But my my values came up again. Right. That's what helped me make that decision. And just also, just to be honest, knowing right from wrong and just knowing what that situation could have become for myself, meaning a toxic toxic and unhealthy and potentially harmful work environment. I just knew I couldn't put myself in that type of situation. On top of that company was going to be out of state of the North Carolina, like out of state, you know, meaning out of uh, the state of North Carolina and I did in that particular state where the company was located. I don't have any family or friends. It was going to be a new place and a new experience for me, but I didn't want to have that new experience there during a pandemic where I would potentially be somewhat isolated from folks, you know? Um, And so it was, it was just too much of a risk. And so I had to say no for like all of those reasons. But again, I had to stick to uh, my values and like what, you know, what it, what it meant for me, not only as a professional, but as a human being, right? And a lot of the times when it comes to your professional values, your personal values are, are, are most of the time um, intertwined with it. Sometimes they are separate, but most of the time it's pretty similar um, or the exact same. So that's something to keep in mind. So 
I hope you enjoyed my little story that I shared with you all in terms of values. I would love to dig more deeply into this uh, topic because I think it's a topic that's definitely needed. So please stay tuned because you'll hear more about this. And I hope to have additional guests come on later in the season that will share more about their journeys when it comes, their career journeys as it relates to their professional values and how it has helped shape their entire career. So stay tuned for more. You don't want to miss it. But I want to leave you with this final thought before we go. What do you value? What are the things in your life as a professional, but also as a human being that are important to you, right? What's helping you make decisions within your career? How do you show up as a leader in the workplace? Or, or simply, how do, how do you show up as an employee within the workplace, right? Or in this job interview process? Think about all of that. Let me know. You know I read your emails, so free, feel free to continue to send me emails because I love reading them. And I love to hear from you all in terms about your professional values and what it means to you. So stay true to who you are and keep your ears peeled because I'll be back soon with another episode here on the Journey to Elevate podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy your day. Take care.